Welcome to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. This is a weekly series that showcases the world of sports with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. From the recruiters and players to the teams and coaches, we've got it all covered. Now, here's your host, Coach Hurley Brown. Get Down family, how you doing? Well, looks like we're going to get down this week without Hurley Brown. It's your co-host, Kelvin Harris. Uh, Hurley had uh, too good of a time at our UM alumni reunion, and he can't make it today. But I reached out, and I got a Florida Gator to come in and co-host a little bit with me, my man, Major Parker. Major, what's going on, man? How you doing today, Calvin? It's good. It's good to hear from you, man. Listen, um, Hurley had to you know, take care of some business, so me and you, we're going to chop it up and talk about this uh, NBA playoffs. That's going to be the main topic today because I got to be honest with you, Major. I did not expect these playoffs to be this exciting. But it has turned into must-see TV every night because you don't know what you're going to get. Now, unlike last um, playoff season where it was basically uh, chalk, and you being a former basketball player, I guess you can appreciate the uh, competition competition levels this season and then on top of that the new stars that are arising out of these playoffs um yeah from one from one standpoint Calvin the one thing that I can really appreciate is the underdogs that are coming in coming into the NBA playoffs and they're winning you know like some of the teams are lower seeds that are actually um, defeating some of the upper seeds. So it's really good to see the younger guys get out there and compete, play against some of the, you know, older guys per se that's in the in, that's in the NBA. And just to see their the level of competition, the level of their you know, their competitive competitiveness against the older the older uh players and also the older teams. So I take my hat off to some of the younger guys that are <clears throat> that are still alive in the playoffs and doing well. Well, you know, when we talk about young guys that are doing well in the playoffs and that are forging their own uh, legacy, I want to start out with the first series that's over. New Orleans Pelicans came in and punched the Portland Trailblazers in the mouth, swept them for nothing. This makes the 10th straight loss for Portland in the playoffs. And Drew Holiday introduced himself to America in this series. In this last game, him and Anthony Davis were only the fifth or fourth set of teammates to score 40 points in the playoffs. Um, Anthony Davis had 47. Drew Holiday had 41. And Drew Holiday, Major, did an excellent job of shutting down Damian Lillard. Well, you know what, Calvin? I'm not going to say that um, that Drew Holiday shut down Damian Lillard. I think when it comes and, and Calvin, you you know, you can contest to this. I think when it comes to a player like a player like Damian Lillard, you kinda just, you know, you kinda cross your fingers and hope that you do the best that you can do, you know, yeah. with a guy like him because he's such, you know, he's an NBA all star. He's one of the best guards to play in the NBA, arguably one of the better two guards in the NBA right now. Uh, but not to take anything away from Drew Holiday, because I think that Drew Holiday, like you said, he has made himself a household name, not only defensively, but also offensively, and 
showing that he can play within a within a team concept and play on a team that can, you know, be magnified by a winning. And, and one of the names that we left out of that equation is uh, Rondo. I think with I was them go- inserting Rondo, with them inserting Rondo into their starting lineup and depending on his experience and, you know, in the places that he's been already in the playoffs and being an NBA champion and playing with the type of players that he played with and knowing what it takes to win an NBA series, I truly believe that Rondo is is the the biggest X factor on that team. You know, and uh, a lot of people, a lot of people, Calvin, they they throw out the um, the award of MVP. Like, who's the MVP? To me, Calvin, like MVP means the vote, the most viable player. Now, that doesn't yeah. mean that it has to be. It has to be the most, per, you know, the person that scores the most points or plays the most minutes. I think that, uh, and this just me, this is my opinion. I think that uh, Rondo, in my opinion, is probably the MVP because without him, you know, that that show doesn't that show doesn't go. You know, without him I- running that running that show, you know, the guys averaging over 15 assists a game in the playoffs. And, well, um, I'm gonna say he's this. A walk, I, he's a walking triple double, also. I say this, uh, Major. I'll give him co MVP because Anthony Davis is playing like a man from another planet. But last night, Kenny Smith. Well, actually, Shaq brought it up two nights ago when they when they swept Portland. Um, Shaq said that Rondo is one of the few guards who always passes the ball forward, and he's always looking to set someone up to score. And I got to give Alvin Gentry a lot of credit because they had a a set style of play they had going with uh, DeMarcus Cousins playing with Anthony Davis. They finally figured it out. And then he gets hurt. They make the trade for um, the guy from Chicago who cut his beard off. I didn't even recognize him. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah. But then they bring in Rondo and they go from – a deliberate style to an up-tempo style, and they put a lot more emphasis on the defense and basically just letting Anthony Davis be Anthony Davis. And um, it's working. And I'm going to be honest with you. I think they're going to give the Warriors a a run for their money. That's the second series we talk about because they play each other. Looks like Golden State is going to get the broom out and get a gentleman's sweep against um, San Antonio. San Antonio showed up this last game. Um... Greg Popovich lost his wife, uh, R.I.P. Miss Popovich, and he wasn't at the game. And they, 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 they found a way to win a game. Uh, Manu Ginobili turned the clock back five, seven years, had a great game. Uh, Lamarcus Aldridge played like he should be playing, and they forced a lot of turnovers. But what? if Steph, well, go ahead, go ahead, Kevin. No, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say if Steph Curry doesn't come back full speed, they're gonna have their hands full against New Orleans because New Orleans is playing maybe the best basketball of anybody. No, I, I absolutely agree with you, and um, but I'm never gonna count a champion out whether they no, have no. their star player or whether they have their star player or they don't have their star player. I believe in paying respect. I believe in having respect for champions, and until a champion lose. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the Golden State Warriors, rather. Um, 
Curry play or don't play just because, you know, of the championship rule. Um, well, no, no, no. I didn't say they was going to lose. I said it's going to be a run for their money. But I'm going to say this, Major. Okay. I believe nobody can win a championship, whether it be in football, basketball, baseball, any of the major sports. If you don't have someone in your organization that has been there, been to the mountaintop, tasted the champagne, and New Orleans actually has two people. They got Rondo, who was the uh, – he was the, um, the 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 figurehead, the point guard for the great Boston team that beat the Lakers and went to another championship the year after. And then your coach um, was the Alvin lead assistant. Gentry. Yeah, Alvin Gentry was the lead assistant for the Warriors when they won uh, the, the first championship. Now, in this matchup, I think that's an advantage he has over the Warriors in that he knows – the schematics of their setup, how much it's going to help, I don't know, because how much can you, what what can you do to stop Kevin Durant? I mean, when he makes up his mind, what can you do? There's not too much you can do, man. You know, you, you, you just hope and pray that he miss shots, and you try to be as physical as possible that you could be with him without, uh, you know, causing any fouls because he's such a great free throw shooter. So you know you gotta you gotta kind of you know you want to face guard him, try to keep the ball out of his hands as much as possible. But you know a player now, like Kevin Durant, there's not too many people on the face of this planet that can stop him, if anybody now will, can. Will Alvin or will Alvin Gentry put Anthony Davis on Kevin Durant? Well, you know what I think. I think it may be some switches involved in some pick and rolls where Anthony Davis may get caught on. Um, on Kevin Durant, but going into the game, I wouldn't say that would be a uh, leading up to the game. I wouldn't say that would be one of their scouts is, is having Anthony Davis guard at Kevin Durant. I I don't I don't see Anthony Davis being able to keep up with Kevin Durant on the perimeter. Although Anthony Davis can move and he's very mobile and he's very flexible on the perimeter, but you know Kevin Durant is you know he he's a six four guy. That's in a seven-foot body. Well, actually, let's look at this, Major. I mean, Anthony Davis was 6'2 in the 10th grade, and then he came back 6'9", 6'10". So you basically got the same guy. It's just that he is a little thicker, I mean, athletically speaking. And then on the flip side, I'm assuming you would have uh, Draymond Green guard Anthony Davis, but is that an advantage for New Orleans? I think it's an advantage for New Orleans just because of the talent that Anthony Davis is. But it goes back to what you said earlier. You know, um, Draymond Green has tasted champagne before. He's been to the mountaintop. So he knows what to expect going into a uh, going into this playoff series. So I went not to disrespect uh, Draymond Green because I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe he's been – Defensive player of the year. He's been first yeah. team all defense. So yeah. that with that being said, that means something. So will you shut down will you shut down an Anthony Davis per se? No. But what you try to do is contain. If you contain an Anthony Davis, that is a great job because just containing him gives your team a better chance at winning. Because now you're putting the pressure on somebody else on this team to make those those big time plays going down the stretch. 
Well, I think the Warriors win this series, but I'm going to be honest with you. It's a trap series in that, remember, the first time Anthony Davis was in the playoffs, they played the Warriors and they got run out. The, they got run right out the gym in four games, and he brought that up exactly. the other night when they, were, when they were interviewing him. And if you recall, I said somebody's got to taste the championship. He ain't taste the championship in uh in uh in in the pros. But if I'm not mistaken, wasn't his team the one that won the championship in Kentucky for Calipari? Oh yes, he did win a national. Uh, he did win an NCAA national championship. Yes, he did. <laughs> But so he has, he has the, and an he NBA has championship the, is two different things. No, I agree, but he has the bloodlines. He knows what it takes to get to the to you know to that finish line. It's just that the finish line that he got to was a little shorter than this one. But I'm still gonna nah, give the edge. To, I'm giving nah, the edge I to agree the with you, Calvin. I agree with you, man. But and let's not get this wrong. Like I am a man. I am a man of. Uh, Believing in the underdog, like I like the underdog. Don't get me wrong, but just just because Golden State is the champion, I cannot, you know, I cannot waver that. You know, it's, no, no, I can't, I can't underestimate a heart of a champion. You understand? But gonna, but with New Orleans and what they have and the team that they have, I do believe it's going to be a competitive series. I do believe that Anthony Davis is going to play his butt off. I do believe Drew Holiday is going to have a good, a good uh, playoff, and I know Rondo is going to come ready to play, and he's going to hold everybody on that on that New Orleans team accountable. Because if anybody's in that locker room really believe that they can beat the Golden State Warriors, it starts with it starts with Rondo. You no, know, because he, I, I, he's, he's the one that's been on those championship teams. He's been the multiple playoffs. He's he's won multiple playoff series. He's been you know he's he's had the accolades. He played against the he played next to the Kevin Garnetts and the Paul Pierces of the world. So he understands what it takes to win a championship. And it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me if you know Golden State got to take care of victory. I mean they got to take care of business against San Antonio. But it would not surprise me if <clears throat> if they get a split those first two games. It wouldn't surprise. Nope. Me. No, actually, Major, I'm giving it to, to Golden State in six. I think they are going to split the first two games, but I think at some point mm-hmm. Golden State's going to right the ship and go up 3-1. One of them yeah. games is going to be a tough win, and then they they close it out um, They close it out in New Orleans. Now, let's talk about Houston and Minnesota. I'm a little disappointed in Minnesota. Um, they got run out of the stadium again. There's too much talent on Minnesota. For them not to be think, a little bit more competitive. I think it's too. I think it's a lot of talent on Minnesota, and but you have to take your hat off to Houston. Houston playing great basketball right now, and they're shooting it. And they're shooting the the piss out of the ball, Calvin. But Trevor Ariza. Disapp- but the one thing, the one thing that disappoints me in a team like Minnesota, who has a Jimmy Butler, who has a. Uh, What's the big kid name from Kentucky? Carl um, Anthony Towns. Hey, hold that, hold that Carl, thought, Major. We got to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to finish talking about Houston, and then we're going to go on to the other series, the one that I saved, the Utah-Oklahoma uh, City. So let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk these last two on the, on the Western Conference side.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We're talking big game adventures this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. While most seasons are still months away, that doesn't mean we can't start preparing for our fall pursuits right now. Joining us is Jenna Waller, host of Skullbound TV, Derek Ratliff, president and founder of Horizon Firearms, plus Tom and Nick of Become One. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. All right. All right, family. It's the Get Down without Hurley Brown today. Co-host, Kelvin Harris. Uh, I got my man, Major Parker former University of Florida basketball player and a year of uh, football. Um, Major was actually telling me he got a tryout with the Dolphins. I'm sitting here live in... uh, with the Dolphins, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm here live in uh, Fort Lauderdale at my local Panera Bread enjoying the 85-degree weather. Unfortunately for Major, he's up in Minnesota. He had to witness that bludgeoning last night uh, in in that cold weather, we were talking off air about the Minnesota-Houston, some other tidbits about the Minnesota-Houston game. Now, uh, or series, excuse me. Major, you went into um, in-depth about the defensive uh, strategy that Houston's using. So um, expand on that. You were talking about why Minnesota's not taking advantage. The defensive strategy, the defensive strategy that Houston is using, it shouldn't be working. It really shouldn't be working. Working, they're switching every pick and roll on the perimeter, and whenever you got a one-five pick and roll, and the one meaning the one is the point guard and the five is the center, or either yes. you know a two-four pick and roll with the two being the shooting guard and the four being the power four. Power four. You know, yeah. Houston is switching. They're switching that pick and roll, which is allowing a um, a big guy to be on a point guard and a little guy to be on a center. So, yeah. you know, rule of thumb in basketball, last time I checked, is the game starts inside and it works its way out. So if I got yes. a big guy, if I got a big guy that's posting up a little guy, to me that's an easier shot than taking a, you know, a, a 24-footer or a 17-foot foot, a 17-foot jump shot. I would go in the post. And what's happening is Minnesota big guys, they're not posting up. They're floating to the perimeter, or if they do post up, they're posting up, you know, at the college three-point line. They're not getting down in the paint and being dirty and and taking advantage of their size on the offensive end. And to Houston's credit, Houston is doing a good job of being physical with the bigs and doing a good job of boxing out, keeping Minnesota off of the, off of the offensive rebounds. And if anybody watched Houston this year, you know, once they get the ball off a defensive rebound, they're out of running. And, you know, hell, they're taking easily 30 to 43 pointers a game. Yeah, and last night they started out with Trevor Ariza, who had been shooting 26% from three-point range. He started out 
in fuego. He was hot. Yeah, but what scored, made what first, made me upset the first eleven points. Yeah, what made me upset though, Major, back to your point is I saw multiple times in the first quarter alone, James Harden was guarding Carl Anthony Towns and he was actually guarding him. That ain't supposed to happen. You seven foot, you long, and you got a post game. There's no way a 6'5 guy who don't play defense should be able to put his legs in you and push you off the point. And you're, you're absolutely I just right. Think, but I but just let's think give, let's give James Harden some credit because finally he's playing some defense and all last year and the year before that we, we crucified him. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I'm going to give him the respect, the fact that he wants to take that challenge on. Because I noticed that it yeah. wasn't like an accident he was guard Carl Anthony Towns. It's like it's like he was on him. And you yeah. know, Shaq says it all the time. That's disrespectful. If you the big man, you're supposed to make them pay. And to your point, Minnesota is not making Houston pay for these mismatches. And then I think the other thing, Jeff Teague, he needs to get to the he needs to get to the cup. Him and Derrick Rose, if they get to the cup, get penetration, collapse the defense. Um, like you say, the mediocre shooters have better shots. They don't have a real three-point shooter. I guess Jimmy Butler is him. So they got to be a little bit more efficient. With and it's surprising that their defense is so weak because that's Tom. Um, that's Tom Terrific's uh, whole, you know, uh, legacy. He's a defensive guru. I mean. Minnesota just seems like they're not ready for prime time. Um, going on to the next ma- major. Hello? No. Oh, I think we lost major. He'll call back. We're going to go to the last series in the Western Conference and the one that's the most perplexing. That is the Utah Jazz and the Oklahoma City Thunder. I got to be honest with you. I didn't give I didn't give Utah a chance to win this series. Nah, I watched them. I didn't either. I, I, I watched. You know them. what? I take that back. I did give them a chance to win the series. I thought it would be a tight series because I love the big man that Utah has. Go, what is it? Gorchar? Gobert. Rudy, Rudy Gobert. Gobert. And I and I like I like I like Ricky Rubio. You know, I, I said I like him. I don't love him. I like him. And then I love the uh, the young kid that they have, the the uh, the rookie from Louisville, Donovan Mitchell. I love him, Donovan Mitchell. And what's what's happening? And then let me slow down. And I love Quinn Snyder. I think he's done an excellent job with that team. I think he's been an excellent coach dating back from when he was at Duke, and then went to Missouri and moved mm-hmm. on for for you know further and further. So I've always been a fan of our uh, Quinn Snyder. So it's just good. It's just good to see Utah doing well, and you know, Kevin, you being a uh, a historian of the game, and me growing up, I always watched the Mailman and John Stockton. They was always competitive in the West. One of you know, one of the better teams to come out of the West. And it's just hey, good let's, to see Utah let, let's be honest, doing well. Let's be honest, Major. If John Stockton and Carl Malone were playing right now, they would at least get one championship. They just had the unfortunate fate in life to be born around the same time as Michael Jordan. So they got two. <laughs> exactly. 
Exactly. <laughs> because they were ahead of their time with this pick and roll offense. And they had yeah. so many they had so many variations of it. I mean, depending on how you played it, they basically were running the read option of the pick and roll. And the exactly. thing about it is that's the difference in this series to me. Uh Shaq, once again, Shaq and Chuck and, and Kenny were talking about it. And Shaq and Charles brought up something. There's no ball movement from uh, Oklahoma City. As a matter of fact, there's no really a lot of ball movement in the league now. Um, and that's the one difference, I think, that you see in this series. Quinn Snyder is a actual coach. And um, he's got these guys believing. Everybody thought when Gordon Hayward left that it was over. But Donovan Mitchell's come in. They, they, they have this team feel. And think about what they're doing, Major. They found a way to play with two big men and two point guards. Donovan Mitchell, Ricky Rubio, Derek Favors is 6'11", 7'0", Gobert is 7'3", 7'4". And uh, who's the the small forward? The small forward for Utah. I don't know. That's what what I'm saying. We don't even know who. Yeah, I don't know. We don't even know who. Yeah. But they moved the ball. Oh, no, no, it's the dude. It's, it's the lefty. Ingles. Oh. Ingles. Oh, yeah, Joe Ingles. And he, and that's Joe what I'm saying. Playing his, he's playing his butt off right now. Excuse me, Joe Ingles, if you're out there in the world. I'm sorry. Yeah, I apologize, I apologize I Joe. <laughs> hey, because he's shooting the three and he's playing knockdown, drag out defense. On the flip yeah. side, I just think that, you know, I know this is your old coach. I just think that he's in a rough situation because Russell Westbrook is a dog, and he is not an easy guy to play with or coach. And I think that Paul George has somewhat made the adjustment. I kind of respect what Carmelo is doing, but they just don't have any movement, and they don't have any offense outside of those three guys. Steven Adams gives you nothing on the offensive end other than you know, being able to pick, pick and roll down the middle of the floor. And, you know, they just. But I'm, 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 this is my thing. What does Stephen Adams supposed to give you when you got Russ Book, Paul George, and Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony? Like, there's no room for him to do anything but rebound, catch lobs, finish layups. And he's been yep. doing a great job at doing that. I think it's, I think it's more what you said earlier, Kevin, of, uh, there's no, it's absolutely no ball movement. You know, I think Russ, Russ is playing the game. Russ is playing emotions right now. And he's a dog. Yeah. I love Russ. He's a dog. But I think he's too much caught up into the one-on-one. And he's too much caught up into, you know, Ricky Rubio had a triple-double. Then I came out and said I was going to shut him down. So now yeah, it became more got, of a personal got, issue than more of a team he, issue with him. He got out of, he and, got uh, out of his game. And Melo... And I think with Melo, Melo just has to face the music, man. You know, I think Melo is one of those guys that you have to, uh, and I'm not questioning Coach Donovan's uh, coaching style, but I think Melo is one of those guys that you just have to. You know what? If he hit one or two or three in the beginning, you stick with him. But if he miss a few in the beginning, you got to go with somebody else because he's not giving you nothing on the defensive end. He can't finish anymore going towards the basket. So if his yeah, three's hey, not falling and he's not getting in the post, it, you know, it, it, it's fool's gold. 
There's no use yeah, in having them out there. Major, hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to finish uh, the Oklahoma City-Utah series, and then we're going to get into the Eastern Conference. So we'll be right back, Voice America. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. All right, Get Down family. Today is the Get Down Without Hurley Brown. Co-host, I guess I'm the host today, Kelvin Harris. My main man, Major Parker, former University of Florida b-baller, and for one oh, year, up, a football boy. player, too. So, as, Ma- as Major brought up to me earlier, he was a uh, two-sport major college player. So, I ain't mad at you. I take my hat off to you. Uh, now, we were talking about Oklahoma City and Utah before the break, and to finish that off, how likely do you think it is for Oklahoma City to win this series? I think it's I think it's gonna be tough for Oklahoma City to win the series. You know, just dating just dating back from them being down three one and trying to make a comeback. Uh but if anybody can do it, <clears throat> you know, I believe they can do it with the with the um uh, with the team that they have put together and also the you know, with the coaching staff. But it's gonna be very, very hard because, you know, you got a young Utah Jazz team that is eager and they're looking to win. And I think they may get them one on the road when they go back to OKC. So it's going to be it's going to be really tough. Yeah. Now looking at it, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be a front runner. I'm going with Utah. I just don't think Oklahoma City has the team chemistry to uh, come back from a three-one deficit. So that means Utah will be playing the Houston Rockets. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. I like I like what Utah's done. I just don't think that they. I think this series also goes six or seven games, but I think Houston finds a way to pull it out. Yeah, I, mean, I think Houston finds a way to pull it out. I think this is the year that Chris Paul gets to the gets to the conference uh, Western Conference Finals. I don't know if he's going to make it past Golden State, but no, he's I'm a, definitely going to have a chance. I'm going to hold my judgment, my decision on who wins the Western Conference until I see what happens with Steph Curry in round two. But now we're going to segue over to the Eastern Conference. And we got to start with our man LeBron. He's in a dogfight. Because Victor Oladipo is looking like a young D-Wade to me. And Indiana, Indiana is the Eastern Conference version of Utah. They play as a team. A lot of people didn't see them because they were only, they were only on national television once the whole year. But they have a solid ball club. They got length. They got defense. They got low posts. And Oladipo has become the superstar on that team. No, I, mean, I agree with you, man. It, it, LeBron is definitely in for a dog fight. He's definitely in for what? a dog fight. And um, but once again, Calvin, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna go against LeBron. I'm not I gonna go against, against LeBron because LeBron is the king, and LeBron does love to make things entertaining. The last well, I'm, six I'm, or seven years that he's been in the NBA playoffs and made it to the finals. Every year has been an entertaining year. He gives us a lot to talk about. He gives us a lot of a lot of stuff to write about. So it's well, been very entertaining when it come in, comes to LeBron. So I'm not going to count him out. But I do take my hat off to Indiana. They're playing a great ball. I think um, I think the kid Victor. How do you pronounce his last name? Oladipo. Oladipo. I think he's doing a great job. I think he's becoming a household name. I'm happy for him that he's found him a home where he could go and play and play his style and get up and down and show his athleticism and also, you know, and play ball and be successful and win. So I'm, I'm rooting for him in the Indiana Pacers, but I just don't, I just, I'm not going to count uh, the King and the Cavs out right now. Uh, no, no, I I'm, see it to believe it. I'm going with Cleveland in seven, but it's going to, uh, like, even the seventh game is going to be down to the wire and, yeah. In the second in the second round, I'm gonna need to see more out of the rest of the team. J.R. Smith showed some life. Tristan Thompson, he need to go ahead and get his mind right. He need to let his baby mama be his baby mama. Put all that drama <laughs> aside. Because right yeah. now, he's wearing a ski mask and he's got a pistol in his hand. He is stealing. And it's despicable yeah, him, because him and Hassan Whiteside are the biggest uh thieves in the NBA right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we're going to get to them next. But listen, he is not giving yeah. them anything. And he's being they're being out-rebounded by the Pacers, which is I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm in shock because Tristan Thompson, he doesn't get – he reminds me of um, my man that used to play for the Celtics, Kendrick uh, – what was Kendrick's last name? Kendrick Perkins. Kendrick Perkins. His game never got any better. He never developed a, 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 a baseline jumper. He never developed a low post game. All he was was six fouls and some rebounds. And right now, that's all Tristan Thompson is. And, he, and he's not even giving them the rebounds and six fouls. So, so right now, I think in order for Cleveland to make it to the NBA Finals, somebody other than LeBron 
has got to step up and play out of their mind. Kevin, mm-hmm. Kevin Love is not that guy. I mean, he is who he is. He's not yeah. on that level with, say, a Carl Anthony, even even Carl Anthony Towns or or uh, mm-hmm. Anthony Davis. He just he's he's a he's an all star, but he's a lower level all star. And I think right now LeBron needs somebody, whether it be Jordan Clarkson, whether it be uh, Rodney Hood. Even yeah. JR, somebody's got to step up. Now, yeah. let's, let's let's talk about the Heat series. That's an that's an entertaining series, but I think um, I think it's over because I think well, what we're know, seeing. Yeah, it, it's gonna be tough for the Heat, man. You know, it's, it's gonna be really tough. You know, I'm a Heat fan. You know, I love the Miami Heat, but it's gonna be really tough for them to get a victory you know, back in Philly and close it out. You know, I think Philly's going to close it out, man. Just, you know, Philly's good. Philly has the one-two punch. You got J.J. Reddick, who's playing out of his mind. You know, the coach is doing a hell of a job of putting a great game plan together for the Heat. And I think the Heat has pretty much ran their course. I think they had a great season as far as making it to the playoffs. But I just don't see them, you know, moving on after this, after this first round right here. I don't see them moving on. I think what needs to take place is um, Hassan Whiteside needs to look himself in the mirror in this offseason. And I look at his game, and I say, okay, Major, I don't expect Hassan Whiteside to be a three-point shooter, but why aren't big men in the NBA mastering that mid-range jumper right above the free throw line or being able to get the ball on the elbow and drive to the hoop or at least least work on a jump hook? I got a question for you. Have you ever seen Hassan Whiteside in person? Yeah. Okay, the guy is huge. And he's getting paid yeah, yeah. he's getting paid over he's getting paid over a hundred million dollars. And he's not yeah. getting paid a hundred million he's not getting paid a hundred million million dollars to put the ball in the hoop. He's getting paid a hundred million dollars to run the floor, play defense, close out correctly, be an energy guy. He he is not a back to the basket guy. You understand? Well, well, he's not getting well, that's, to do that. And what's yeah, but that's me my off point, Major. Is he's he's pouting about not getting the ball, but I'm sorry, I don't know what you're gonna do with the ball once you get it. I agree. Like, need- well, this, but that's my point, Major. He's not a back to the basket player. But what I'm not, I'm saying is, okay, get the ball on the elbow. Think about think about when we were growing up, because you know you're a little younger than me, but you're kind of in the same generation. Back in the day, if you were a low post player, a power forward, even a big small forward, you were able to drive the ball from the baseline or drive the ball from the baseline down the baseline into the paint and get to the hoop. That's all I'm saying. Get to the hoop and then work on your free throws. And then, like you say, run the floor, get putbacks, block shots. Right now, him and Tristan Thompson – uh, or, the, or, the, or the James game. They running around and, and uh, Ford's uh, robbing banks. They stealing. And, you know, Joel Embiid yeah. is too good. Joel Embiid is too good of a player for Hassan Whiteside not to show up. And I'm going to tell you something right now. Ben Simmons, I want to apologize to you because I thought you was overrated coming into this year. My bad. <laughs> I mean, once he gets a jump shot, He's going to be the ultimate weapon. I mean, and my, re- and my thing is, what do you need a jump shot for? 
<laughs> you got a point there. <laughs> what do you need a jump shot for? You know, but eventually he's going to get a jump shot. And, you know, like, well, Magic, well, Magic didn't have, well, Magic I'm, didn't I'm, have a I'm, jump I'm, shot coming I'm, into I'm, the league. I'm going to so say this, Major. You develop. Not a three-point shot. What I'm saying is get a shot where he's coming down and he can hit it from 20 feet. So yeah. now you got to get yeah. up on him and now he can just go around you. Yeah, or exactly. can you imagine when they start doing – if I was Brett Brown, I would make Joel Embiid and um, Ben Simmons watch a whole bunch of Carl Malone – John Stockton pick and roll film. Cause can you imagine the pick and roll with them two? And then with Joel Embiid rolling to the basket and JJ Reddick sit up over in the opposite corner on the weak side. Okay. Yeah. Well, hey, okay. So Milwaukee and Boston is the most entertaining series. We got about a minute before break, so let's get on to that one. The Greek freak is showing up every night, but I got to pat myself on the back because I told people before the draft that Jason Tatum was a bad boy and he making me look good because he and Jalen Brown are doing the damn thing for Boston. They are keeping him in this series. Now, you're talking about a team that could have been. Just imagine if, if they didn't have the injuries that they suffered this year. I know, and, and you know who's impressed me is one of the one of your former uh, alumni that you coached, Al Horford, because he has stepped his game up this year. Well, you know, Al has always been a solid kid. Al's not going to try to. He's not going to step out of his comfort zone. He's going to do exactly what Al does. You know, he's going to well, take those, the open shot. He's going to make a simple post move. He's going to play defense. He's going to rebound. And he's going to run the floor. You know, and to and his he's, credit, he's getting paid over eighty million dollars to do that. <laughs> yeah. So he sticks. Well, so he sticks within his means. Yeah, but he is he is living up to his contract. And oh, by the way, uh, get down, family. He is a descendant of a UMB baller. His daddy, Tito Horford, was a seven foot one first round draft pick of the of the Milwaukee Bucks. Of the Milwaukee so, Bucks, yeah. Of it's always about the U. All the time. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Now, we're about to go to break. But when we come back, we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to finish up on Milwaukee and uh, Toronto, uh, Milwaukee and um, Boston and get to the last series. And then, uh, you know, talk about where they're going. You know, who's going to be in the conference finals. So, get down, family. We're about to take a little break, uh, pay some bills, and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. 
Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. the get down with hurley brown to reach our show today call in to 1-888-346-9144 that's 1-888-346-9144 or send an email to the get down with hurley brown at gmail.com now back to the show all right get down family it's your man kelvin harris normally the co-host but i gotta be the man today because hurley uh hurley had some business to take care of so i'm gonna I'm going to put the team on my back, just like LeBron been doing for Cleveland. But I got a little help. My my side my side uh, side man can actually make some buckets. That's my man, Major Parker. He's uh, up in Minnesota right now, uh, hanging out with Dalvin Cook and his family. I'm down here in sunny Fort Lauderdale, 85 degrees, hanging out at my local Panera Bread, actually. Now, we were talking about um, the Eastern Conference. And on the break, I just realized something. Philadelphia can make it to the finals. Now, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's talk Toronto and uh, Washington. I just don't trust the Raptors, uh, Major. I just don't. I don't trust them. I, I don't with you on that, Calvin. It's just you know, um, I just don't trust the Raptors either. You know, I, I don't. You know, I, I'm not sold. Even though they're playing great ball and they, you know they had a great season, but I'm just not sold. You know, I got to see them win a playoff. I got to see them win a playoff, uh, you know. A, a series. Well, Major, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm about, I'm about to go old school on you. I'm a, I, I mean, what really has me not trusting them is two things. They two stars, Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan. I'm going to start with DeMar DeRozan. Now, mm-hmm. in one retrospect, in one aspect, it's, it's, it's good that he re-signed with Toronto because – he didn't bail on him to go to L.A. or whatever. But on the other side of the coin, it's why he didn't go to L.A. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to follow Kobe Bryant. So that lets me know that this dude don't want no parts of the of the spotlight. Because exactly. instead of going towards the sun, he ran away from it. He ran away from the mm-hmm. challenge. He don't want to be the guy that follows after Kobe Bryant. So you stay in Toronto. Well, if you stay in Toronto, you got to eventually take on the King. And then Kyle Lowry, let's get to him. I still can't get him leaving the court, was it last year or the year before, to go get his mind right. Yeah, the year before. (laughs) Or him saying, or or wait a minute, him saying last year, maybe I should go to the West because LeBron's in the East? Come on, man. What the? Yeah. 
So what I'm saying is, if we were in war and they were in the trenches with me, I would have my hand grenades ready to go because I know if it gets tough, they getting out the trench hole. And that's why I like John Wall because John Wall has that dog in him. And, you know, we we get down on John because they say he's somewhat selfish at times. But him and Bradley Bill, another Florida guy, I'll give you that. Bradley Bill, they have um, they've upped their game these last two games. And Gortat, Gortat was about to get benched. And then I guess he looked himself in the mirror and said, I'm better than this. And then on top of that, Kelly Obrey and Otto Porter, who he had a ski mask and a pistol in his hand these first couple of years, but he earned his money this year. He's been playing good. I just don't know, Major. I'm gonna give it to, I'm gonna give it to Washington in seven. You're gonna give it to Washington. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Washington in seven also. I just so I, then, I'm, just, I'm not a big believer in the Toronto Raptors. I you know, I'm just not and I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with Bradley Bill and John Wall. So let's set it up. That means to Washington will play Cleveland in the semis. Yeah. And then Philadelphia will probably be playing Milwaukee because I yep. think that Milwaukee will beat Boston. And if some other kind of way Boston does beat Milwaukee, they're going to get run out the gym by Philadelphia. So yeah, Philly, Philly's coming out the East, I think. I've got Philly in the Eastern Conference Finals at minimum because I don't think Milwaukee has enough. Uh, Jabari Parker isn't showing me enough. And I know you talked about Thon Maker, but um, he don't Jabari want no parts of Jabari playing pretty well, though. Yeah, but Major, he got to play better than pretty well. I mean, he's supposed to be a superstar. Yeah. And I know he's coming off injuries. I know he's coming off injuries, but come on, man. Yeah. This is what a, this way you this way you get them $200 million contracts at. No, now, true. looking at the other side, Washington – Against Philadelphia, no Washington. Or excuse me, against uh, against Cleveland. I'm sorry, Cleveland. Um, I got to go to I got to go to King and six. I think for whatever's wrong with him in this Indiana series, I just think that he's got enough strength in his shoulders to put that team on his back. And I just don't think Washington has the intestinal fortitude to knock off Cleveland because. This goes back to what you were saying about being to the top of the mountain. They've been there. They've been there every year. And they got some young guys who are hungry. But ironically, let's think about this. George Hill has played in an NBA championship series and won a ring. Yes, and won a ring. Yes, he Uh, has. Derrick Hood has played some meaningful minutes in the NBA playoffs. Uh, Jordan Clarkson is a veteran. They got some guys that's been through the battles. I mean, Tristan Thompson, J.R. Smith, um, Kevin Love. They've got guys on that roster. And then, on top of that, the coach got a ring Mm -hmm. as a player, a ring as a head coach, a ring as an assistant coach with Boston. I look at Washington, and I see Scott Brooks, a guy who's been to an NBA Finals as a coach, but they didn't get it done. And then if you look at the rest of the guys that play for Washington – Nobody has that experience 
of being to you know of being in the heat of the battle when it really counts. So I got to give it to Cleveland. So basically, we got Cleveland against the Philadelphia 76ers in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. It's going seven games. I'm going to say that. And as much as I like what Ben Simmons is doing, I'm with you, Major. I just don't see how the King don't get back to the finals. Yeah. It's gonna be hard. Nah, they gonna get gonna, they gonna get run out the stadium. Him, they gonna get run out the stadium once they get to the finals. I'm gonna tell you what's crazy. If Houston beats Golden State, I think Cleveland got a shot <laughs> <laughs> because I just don't have no confidence. I just don't have no confidence in James Harden, Chris Paul. Well, you know James Harden. James Harden gonna fold in Game Seven. That just been his track record. That's yeah. been his track record in game. I mean, uh, um, well, until he shows me different, I believe different. But until then, I just I can only go off of what he's shown me. Well, if Steph Curry is playing in in the in the champion in the East in the Western Conference Finals, the um, the Warriors are gonna make it to the finals. I still got the Warriors to be the champion. Well, yeah. that we we got to wrap it up now. I just want to thank my man Major uh, for um, for for coming in and and. And, and helping me break down these NBA uh, playoffs. We're going to talk more about the playoffs next week, and we're going to talk about the draft uh, more so, a lot more next week, probably exclusively uh-huh. because it'll be the Tuesday right after the draft. And I'm sure my man, Mr. Hurd, will be back. Um, we'll have some football guys in here. Actually, we may have Hurley, or a major back because he does have a football background as well. But Hurley, uh, Major, I want to thank you for um, you know joining me today. Um, what you got going on besides uh, you know being a guest commentator for us? Well, you know, I'm just I'm working every day, training athletes, getting them prepared. You know, uh, right now I'm working with DeAndre Burnett from uh, Ole Miss University, who's getting prepared for for his professional career. Um, so I'm really focusing in on training him and getting him prepared for um, these NBA workouts and overseas workouts. And um, I'm training up the young athletes and helping them get prepared for college as well. So, that, you know, my hand, is biz- my hand is busy with the youth right now. Okay. Well, as the draft gets closer, NBA draft, we're going to talk to you about that because you definitely know about that and college basketball. So for my man, right. Major Parker, I'm Kelvin Harris. I want to say thanks for joining us on the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Go to voiceamerica.com sports and look up the Get Down with Hurley Brown if you want to uh, re-listen to this show and, you know, hold us to any of our predictions. Until next week, it's always about the you. Thanks for tuning in to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. The coach wants you to join us again next week, Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll have another great show ready to roll next week.